time now to hear live on the telephone R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. At the beginning of an imagined journey, not only to Canterbury, but into a new season as well, 14th century poet Geoffrey Chaucer's prologue provides us with line upon line of spring's great paradox, something that happens year after year, yet every time differently. One that april with his showers shoota, writes Chaucer, the draught of marsh hath pierced to the rota, and bathed every vein in switch liqueur, of which vertu engendered is the flower. In our own garden at the moment, we're a little scant on flowers, showing but one little white crocus, although a tenacious and resilient little flower it is, having withstood the plunge of temperatures into the teens and twenties, and even the passing snowstorm that left an inch or so briefly last week. This week on Good Friday, we've got April's full moon to look forward to, known by various names appropriate to the time. We'll have the grass moon, the egg moon, the pink moon, the sprouting moon, and the paschal moon, because it will occur just before Pasch, or Passover, on Saturday. Being the first full moon after the spring equinox, April's full moon is also known as the fish moon, which my fishing buddy Bob and I can easily relate to. Yesterday we roved the countryside, making our annual first-of-the-season mini-pilgrimages to an assortment of local streams and brooks there to commune with what remains of life in its less regulated realms, though our activities most certainly were transpiring under a veil of strict regulations. Two days before I had been to the town hall in Orono and paid my yearly dues of the vehicular and recreational sort, $90 for a truck that does a lot of work, and $25 for a fishing license that allows me to catch and keep a set number of brook trout. The truck registration process yield its usual yellow registration slip to keep with my proof of insurance and adhesive back stickers signifying the current year to put on my license plates. My fishing license, however, came with a new, glossy-papered, magazine-like set of regulations. This year, the Maine Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife had produced a publication that, owing to the considerable number of advertisements appearing on various pages, was a far cry from the paperback rule books of prior years. This, as one old-timer standing next to me at the town office remarked, was downright spiffy. Apparently, the folks planning things out at the state offices in Augusta figured they could get into the magazine look-alike contest if they just enlisted the funding of businesses that would probably be all too willing to kick in some dollars here and there to enhance the general caliber of the presentation. And hence, outfits such as the Kittery Trading Post, Hamilton Marine, Lund Boats, Walmart, L.L. Bean, and others did just that. Such appears to be, to be the nature of bureaucracy these days, building some glitz into the red tape. We feel better that way, parting with our hard-earned dollars, don't we? From Orono, Maine, have a great day. <laughs>